Welcome to the Classified Live. Got a lot to cover today. Going to start with the Molly Tibbetts murder. We're going to talk about Southern Poverty Law Center, a, a hate group in their own right, blocking Visa and MasterCard. This is crazy. Blocking Visa and MasterCard from servicing, from processing payments for the Horowitz Freedom Center, David Horowitz's group. I go to their events, conservative group, mainstream conservative institution. This is insanity. Man, I didn't put it in the headline. I'm going to touch a little bit. Hey, John Zeland, hey, Nigel. I'm going to, I'm going to touch on uh, uh, some new information about Michael Cohen. This guy is an absolute mess. What a moron. This guy is. All right, first on the Molly Tibbetts murder. So what we now know is uh, there's a guy named Christian, Christian Rivera. Christian Bahina Rivera, 24 years old. He was, uh, he decided to jog. Hey, hangman, John Ruth, how are you? Molly Tibbetts out for a run, avid runner. He's jogging alongside of her. He's trying to talk to her. She tells him, get away from here. I'm going to call the police. At which point he claims he blacked, <clears throat> blacked out. When he came to, she was dead and he placed her body off the side of the road near an intersection. Now, I don't believe he blacked out. And I believe he did some heinous things to this girl and killed her. We're going to find out more after the autopsy is released. This guy is a savage. He's an absolute savage. Now, now, the uh, there are reports that he's illegal. Then his defense attorney said to the Des Moines Register and other media outlets in Iowa, he's not an illegal. He's here legally. His employer said it's actually a, a conservative-run uh, farm, but I believe they're throwing in that the owner's a conservative or Republican to paint. Uh, uh, him in a bad light. But anyway, employers said that he did, in fact, use the E-Verify system to prove this guy wasn't in the country illegally. That doesn't mean a lot to me, though. I've talked to you guys about vetting. The Department of Homeland Security has not, has not handed down a determination on whether or not this guy Rivera, who killed Molly Tibbetts, is an illegal. They haven't. And so until the Department of Homeland Security does, until they do, we don't know. We don't know. We've got the Department of Homeland Security saying we have no record of him being here legally, but they haven't come out and said he's here illegally. We have his lawyer saying he's not here illegally. We have his employer saying, well, I used E-Verify, but I don't know. Guy could have used a fake name. He could have scammed the system. So nobody really knows. Now, it's going to matter in the broader sense once we find out if he was illegal, because we see that other serial uh, legal rapist who's now facing 80 years in prison. We saw uh, uh, at an airport, I forget exactly where it was, but at an, uh, at an airport in, um, I'll tell you right now, an illegal alien groped the child. Somebody had sent me that yesterday. Uh, let's see. This was uh, in Dulles, in D.C. An illegal immigrant living in Manassas, Virginia, last name Quintanilla. He was ordered by an immigration judge removed from the country in 2007, but he was accused of groping and fondling a child at Dulles Airport this week. So if it turns out this Rivera is, uh, if it turns out this Rivera is, is uh, illegal, it's gonna make a difference. Nigel, he confessed. Do me a favor, stop with the he's innocent until proven guilty, yeah, he technically is. He confessed to killing the girl. You wanna protect the guy because he's a savage from another country. I don't play that here. I don't play that here, all right? The guy in Colorado, Watts, he confessed to killing his wife. This savage Rivera confessed to killing Molly Tibbetts. 
So your statement that it's not the same as the uh, Colorado case is factually incorrect. Two savage murderers, both killers, both issued confessions, both should rot in hell. Both should rot in hell. Now, I watched that hearing yesterday. I watched that hearing yesterday. Nigel, what do you mean, when did he confess? How do you think they found Molly Tibbetts' body, my friend? You got to keep up. You haven't been following the case. You haven't been following the case. Now, we uh, I was following this. I watched this uh, arraignment hearing. It was longer than a typical arraignment. The judge, who I thought was very good in the Molly Tibbetts case. This is a female judge. She seems incredibly sharp, incredibly on the ball, and she is not giving this guy any leeway. So this guy's defense attorney was all, I don't know if you guys watched it. He was disheveled and weird looking. He looks like Captain Kangaroo in like an ill-fitting suit with an American flag tie that didn't really work. The prosecutors were younger guys. They were squared away. They knew what they were doing. And uh, the defense attorney makes a motion. Yeah, hangman John Root. The judge shut the lawyer right down. I'm going exactly there now. So the defense attorney basically made two motions. One for a private hearing and then another for uh, condensed media coverage. And the judge said no. Prosecutors, I thought, made a very logical argument in the case. They said, you know, Your Honor, this case has been all over the media and nationwide, even internationally. Nothing you do at this point, no unusual steps you take to rein in the media are going to matter. The whole world knows about the case. The judge agreed. The judge also said, look, nothing I've seen, nothing I've seen has indicated to me that the media coverage, which is pretty normal for a case of this magnitude, has prejudiced uh, any potential jury pool, nor has it prevented Rivera, the accused thug, thug savage murderer, from getting a fair trial? So the judge just uh, uh, ruled against both of the defense counsel's, mo counsel's motions. The defense counsel also tried to claim that rules weren't followed and the way he was notified of certain things at the hearing because the court's electronic filing system was down. And the judge said, no, 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 we're not playing that either. We realized there were problems with the electronic filing system. My office, presumably the judge's clerk, called the prosecution, called the defense, did what they could to get them paper copies. Prosecution had the same e-filing problems you did, defense attorney. They're prepared. They're here. My office handled it. That's on, that's on you. That's your problem. And the defense lost on that. The defense lost on that. And so you've got this very, what I consider to be desperate defense attorney using these, you know, Hail Mary tactics to try to uh, uh, create an illusion that the judge might have been biased or that his client can't get a fair shake. Look, at the end of the day, the guy admitted, he admitted to blacking out and then waking up next to when he came to the dead girl at his feet was the same dead girl who threatened to call the police on him minutes earlier or God knows how long earlier. God knows how long and God knows this poor kid endured. Now, I've also seen some other dumb comments about things Molly Tibbetts tweeted. Yes, she tweeted, I hate white people because white people voted primarily for Judge Roy Moore. She's a kid. She was 20 years old. She was a liberal college student. I don't care. I, you know, I don't care. I don't care because I don't think she meant I hate white people in the sense that she's a black supremacist, the whitest girl in the world from Iowa. She was trying to say, I don't like that primarily white men voted for Roy Moore. You know what? 
She's a millennial college student who was brutally murdered. And I suspect, I suspect suffered other kinds of abuse, including sexual. I don't really care what she tweeted, having an opinion. It was stupid. It was misguided. I don't care. I don't care. And I don't want people to start saying, well, she did this. So we shouldn't care about her death. Yes, we should. Yes, we should. As we should about the 30 or so other missing people in Iowa, many of them kids now. Now, I've seen a lot of conspiracy nonsense out there. Seen a lot of conspiracy nonsense out there. That there's an epidemic of missing girls in Iowa. There's a pedophile ring. There's not. There's not. The data as it exists right now shows about 30 or so missing people in Iowa. Many of them women. Many young. It is no more or less going back years than any other month. And no more or less than any other states with similar population or, or in ratio to population, no more or less than anywhere else. So no, there are not these rings of sex abuser, pedophile Satanists operating only in Iowa, grabbing girls. No, no, no. You got to look at the data. You got to look at the law enforcement data. No. And again, we people saying string them up, deport them. We don't, we don't know if the guy's here illegally yet. We don't know. We don't know. I presume maybe but we've got his lawyer saying he's not. We've got the Department of Homeland Security being non-committal, and we've got the employer saying he ran him through E-Verify and the guy passed. Now, I know you guys, many of you, not all of you, a lot of my audience wants the truth, but I know many of you want me to say he's an illegal alien and there are Satanists running through Iowa and QAnon said so, and, but I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't analyze that way. I don't engage in conspiracy theories. So MD, I'm going to get to the Southern Poverty Law Center in a minute. But I want to talk about this Molly Tibbetts case. Now, here's what was unusual about the case for me. You've got 38 missing or or so missing people in Iowa. Again, no more or less than at any other time in Iowa. No more or less than anywhere else relative to population. It's in line with the norms. Okay? Forget. All the reports that there's an epidemic in Iowa, there's not. However, those 30 some odd other cases didn't get global media coverage, didn't get an FBI state and local task force that spanned many states, didn't get the vice president of the United States giving personal attention to the case and personal time to the victim's families. And one has to ask why? Why? What was it about this girl or this case? Now, <coughs> ah, damn allergies. <laughs> she, she was a University of Iowa student. Universities generate big money for a state. So is it possible, is it possible that the governor of Iowa, the uh, chairman person of the university, put pressure on the FBI, said, look, we can't have students going missing. This is millions upon millions, hundreds of millions of dollars for us in revenue here in Iowa with the university system. Was her family politically connected? Or, or was there something about this suspect and suspicion of who the suspect might be that necessitated that kind of law enforcement response? Because typically, 
when a 20-year-old who's legally an adult goes missing. It doesn't warrant this kind of law enforcement cooperation and a, a search task forces. So I, I'm, I'm going to be very curious. I'm staying on top of this. I'm going to be very curious to see in the weeks and months to come what shakes out and why we got that kind of response so quickly. Because typically, a 20-year-old goes missing. They're an adult. Typically get one or two police cars. They go out. They do a search. They hand it off to detectives. Detectives start looking into it. They hand it off to maybe state investigators to help out because that's a small area, small law enforcement agencies. But an instantly mobilized task force run by the FBI out of the Omaha-Nebraska field office tells me something else was going on here. Something else was going on here. And one day I'd like to know what that is. But then let's go to law enforcement. They're doing a tremendous job in this case. As they are in the Watts case in Colorado, they were methodical, methodical. And the suspect now uh, has a $5 million bond. So the judge, let's see, I believe I've got the judge's name here somewhere. He's being held on a $5 million bond. The lawyer says, but again, it's providing no evidence that the guy is not in the country illegally. <clears throat> now, the president, the president uh, made a couple of statements. President uh, uh, made a couple of statements about this. He said, quote, Molly Tibbetts, an incredible young woman, is now permanently separated from her family. He tweeted this out in a video just last night. A person came in from Mexico illegally and killed her. Now, the president of the United States is saying he's here illegally. He's got more information than Tibbetts' defense lawyer. The president said, we need the wall. We need our immigration laws changed. We need our border laws changed. We need Republicans to do it because Democrats aren't going to do it. And that's when the defense attorney asked for a gag order on the case. The judge ruled against that as well. Defense lawyer said, quote, sad and sorry, Trump has weighed in on this matter in national media, which will poison the impossible jury pool. His lawyer, Alan Richards, said, but, but the judge said, no go. Sorry. Judge said, no go. Not hearing it. But again, let's talk about law enforcement. They're doing a stellar job in both cases. They're chipping away. They're chipping away at the suspect's story. Now, the police are going to continue. Now this guy, Rivera's got a lawyer. The police will continue to interview him, try to get more of a confession. But this guy's going away for the rest of his life, probably going to face the death penalty. Probably going to face the death penalty. The guy Watts in Colorado, he's done as well. He admitted to killing his wife, claimed she was strangling her children. Nobody believes that. So what investigators are doing now is they're chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Eventually, eventually, they'll get him to give it up. But a jury's not buying it. He already confessed to one murder. He's done. He's going to try to say it was to save his kids. Nobody's buying that. Because if you truly wanted to save your children, you don't stick their bodies in drums and bury the bodies and discard them like trash. 
you call 911 immediately and try to have them, <clears throat> excuse me, call 911 immediately and try to have them revived. That's what you do. That is what you do. This entire thing is a disgrace, a disgrace. And I'm going to find you uh, another um, story on that, that I want to talk to you guys about, which is even more troubling. The uh, Southern poverty, you're going to switch gears now. So this is getting really ridiculous. And this out of the Gateway Pundit, and there's a letter here. And it just goes to show you. Well, actually, you know what? Let me talk a little bit more about Molly Tibbetts because the left is coming out now and defending this guy. People like Senator Elizabeth Warren, when asked about the guy potentially being an illegal alien that killed Molly Tibbetts, said, well, we got to worry about families separated at the border. People on CNN are going, well, I feel bad for Tibbetts' family, but we really got to worry about illegal aliens. I mean, the people on the left are effing nuts. They're effing nuts. They're disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. The left cares more about the fact that the guy might be an illegal alien. They don't want him offended. than they do that he murdered, savagely murdered, probably tortured and raped this kid as well. This girl, Molly Tibbetts. The left doesn't care. Look, I tell you this all the time. The left doesn't care about victims. Rumpelstiltskin says Watts in Colorado is a narcissistic sociopath. Yes, he is. Okay, Jessica Holguin, you are permanently banned from the show for that moronic comment. Bye. We don't deal with idiots like you. Sorry. I'm not even going to repeat what she said. Democrats hate law and order. It, it really is as simple as the president tweeted. I said it on my afternoon TV show last week. I've said it on this show multiple times. If you vote Democrat, you're pro-crime. If you vote Republican, you're pro-law and order. It's that simple. It is that simple. Democrats love illegal aliens, MS-13, gangbangers, pedophiles, rapists. Conservatives, Republicans don't. It really is that simple. If you want the government to take all your money, vote Democrat. If you don't, vote Republican. If you want criminals trying to rape your kids, vote Democrat. If you don't, vote Republican. If you hate America, if you hate this nation with a passion, vote Democrat. If you love this nation, vote Republican. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. That simple. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it doesn't get any simpler than that. Now, the left hates all conservatism. They want you to die. The left wants conservatives to die. They want to shut you down. They want you to die. And remember, guys, you could always super chat with us, too, because a lot of comments are coming in. Little donation, that dollar sign emblem. If you uh, do that, your comment will pop to the top. It'll be green or yellow or really bright, and I'll be able to see it. But the left hates you. They want to silence you. They want to shut you down. They want to let it call. Well, thank you. Your second time here. Hope it is the second of many, many daily visits. Let me hear something. Somebody says they're having a sound problem. Let me see if I am. Oh. No, I'm not. I've got a little delay, but my sound sounds good. 
My sound sounds good. That was kind of redundant, wasn't it? Uh, okay, sexy girl. Sorry, you're out of here for that ignorant comment as well. See, what these, what these low-life morons are saying is that because of a tweet here or there, Molly Tibbetts deserved to be brutally, savagely tortured and murdered. I don't care what your political affiliation is or what dumb things you say at 20. And people like you out there that are saying that, you're disgraceful. You should be ashamed of yourself. It's disgusting. Disgusting. You're as much a savage as the savage that killed these kids. You really are. You're disgusting. Really terrible. Really, really terrible, some people. I'll never understand it. There's this idiotic notion that conservatism means hateful racism and wishing death on people with different opinions. You're on the wrong side of the aisle. That's liberalism. That's the left. Go join Antifa. Get out of my circle. I don't want you. We'll never accept you. Terrible, terrible. I'm not saying that if people are white, they shouldn't be proud to be white and they shouldn't boost that up and push back against a lot of anti-white discrimination that's going on. It's terrible. I push back against it every day. I call out Black Lives Matter. But to wish death and torture on a 20-year-old kid because she tweeted a couple of dumb things, man, that makes you worse or as bad as the savages. Just And it's dumb and it's ignorant. And it's ignorant. Dumb. You want to criticize them? Criticize. You want to go at them on Twitter? Go at them on Twitter. But you to wish their torture and death? It's because you're all, people that say those things are wimps. You've never worked the street. You've never put on a uniform and served your nation. You've never seen death up close. You've never seen murder and rape and torture up close. You're a keyboard commando. You want to go beat them up on Twitter and Facebook, call them out, debate them. God bless. You'd be right all day long. But to wish real world torture and murder, that's because you're gutless and you've never gotten your hands dirty. That's the only reason you would do that. Only reason you would do that. All right. David Hogg, Parkland kid. Located about 30 minutes that way. He's now an adult. He's a political, political activist. He's fair game. I go at him on Twitter all the time. I'll call him out. I no longer see him as a Parkland victim. Now I see him as an adult political activist on the wrong side of the aisle. That said, I never want to see anybody try to physically hurt the guy. They should be slapped in handcuffs and thrown in jail if they do. But it's not the country we live in. What's wrong with some people? It's disgraceful. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So stupid. Really. And you sound like liberals because let me tell you what liberals are doing to the Southern Poverty Law Center, what the Southern Poverty Law Center liberals are doing to the Horowitz Freedom Center. Now, if you know anything about David Horowitz, he used to be a liberal, a thought leader, and David learned very quickly that. Uh, David learned very quickly that the left is vile. So he became a conservative and he works with people like Robert Spencer. <clears throat> Robert Spencer runs Jihad Watch and a few other uh, entities. Robert's a really good guy. I have, my, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Had him on the recorded show here often. He's a friend of mine. He does great work going after radical Islam. Well, the David Horowitz Freedom Center put out a, a letter last night. Let me read this to you. It says, for years, the SPLC, Southern Poverty Law Center, has labeled the Freedom Center a hate group and tried to get organizations like Amazon, Facebook, and Twitter to ban us and silence our message. Yesterday, the Southern Poverty Law Center, ready for this? <clears throat> Finally convinced MasterCard and Visa to cut us off. Now we can't process donations from any major credit card company. In fact, if you received Robert Spencer's email last night, you may have noticed your donation was denied. This blow could be the end of the Freedom Center, decades of work down the drain. Because the hateful left wants to squash free speech and silence an organization that dares to question them. And as they get more information and meet with their attorneys, they're going to keep everybody updated. This is disgraceful. Disgraceful. I go to uh, the Horowitz Restoration, uh, Freedom Center Restoration Weekend, sat down here every year in South Florida in Palm Beach, about 45 minutes north of me here at the Breakers Hotel. It's an outstanding event. Top-notch speakers. Everybody from uh, uh, Sebastian Gorka to uh, last year was Steve Bannon to uh, former Congress people, senators, thought leaders. Uh, we here at the Rebel spoke. Ezra, our CEO, gave a presentation. Our good friend Gavin McGinnis, who used to be with us, I was there, hosted some people. Um, I, just, anybody you can think of is there. Many, many of the Fox News personalities. It's just a who's who of the conservative movement. Really nice event. Amazing food. Our own Katie Hopkins was there. Katie, uh, did an outstanding job. Many, many uh, uh, conservative, prominent conservatives. Everybody gets together. There are breakout sessions. A lot of speeches on a freedom of speech, on conservatism, on traditional values, on American exceptionalism. Never heard one word of hate speech. David Horowitz and his group. You've got prominent Jewish groups. You've got prominent Christian groups. You've got groups of all faiths there that are conservative. Every one of them given equal time to speak, an equal platform to be passionate. Every one of them accessible. Tickets are pretty expensive, so everybody's mingling. Nobody hates anybody. Nobody hates anybody. Everybody gets along. Everybody's welcome. And along comes. <clears throat> The Southern Poverty Law Center. Along comes Southern Poverty Law Center, and they want to shut this organization down. Now, why? Oh, it's not because of hate. It's not because of hateful rhetoric. It's not because of anything like that. No, no. It's because the Horowitz Freedom Center brings in very credible, very reputable, very intelligent people to present, to speak, and to fight back against the left. And the left is terrified because they can't paint those conservatives as racist, as xenophobic, as Nazis, as white supremacists. 
You have a lot of, uh, of, of, of Jews in the room whose family members were victims in the Holocaust. You can't paint them as Nazis or as white supremacists. That terrifies the Southern Poverty Law Center. One of the speakers this year was Clint Romache, Medal of Honor winner. He won the Medal of Honor. You're going to paint him as hateful? You're going to paint him as a white supremacist Nazi, an American soldier who won the Medal of Honor? That's devastating to the left. Devastating to the left. So when they have an organization that's able to bring in prominent Jewish thought leaders, prominent Christian thought leaders, Medal of Honor winners, all to speak, all to share their ideas without heat, but with really, really ironclad intellectual arguments against the left, that terrifies the left. So what does the left do? Well, the Southern Poverty Law Center stamps a blanket hate group on the organization, then using its own brand, pressures Visa and MasterCard to pull credit card processing from that organization. It is so disgusting. So disgusting. It really is. But that's all the left has got. It's all they've got. Don't you get it? They don't have a message. They don't have a message. At all. None. They have nothing. What is their message? Think about it. Going into 2018, uh, the midterms. Economy is soaring. It's the longest bull market in history. So what's the Democrats' message going to be? Increase taxes and regulation and bring us into a bear market? That won't work. Maybe let's go weak on defense. That won't work. How about let's get rid of tariffs because tariffs are making China and other countries come to the table and crippling them. That won't work. Now it gets really good. Let's abolish ICE, the organization that deported a Nazi war criminal. Well, that won't work. Let's abolish ICE, the organization that's deporting illegals who murder women, who grope young children at airports. That won't work. Let's open our borders so Mexican drug cartels can come in. And by the way, while they're here dealing drugs to kids, let's give them the right to vote. That won't work. What message does the left have going into the midterms? Trump is mean. Trump's a racist. Russia collusion. Michael Cohen. Paul Manafort. Nobody's going to care about any of that. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton won a landslide victory in his second term, despite a dozen people around him being convicted of felonies. Americans don't care. They care about their own wallet, their own purse, their own bank account. That's all Americans care about. Am I safe? Am I secure? Is my family safe and secure? Do we have more money than we did last year? And if those answers are yes, nobody cares about Michael Cohen or Paul Manafort or Robert Mueller or a three-year-old meeting at Trump Tower with some lawyer. Nobody cares about any of that except the deep state establishment hacks and the Democrats because they've got 
nothing else. Nothing. Nothing. Hashtag Perry says the Southern Poverty Law Center is a hate group. Hell yeah, they are. Oh yeah, they are. They're terrible. They are absolutely terrible. <clears throat> terrible. Yeah. Sean R. says, time me out because I speak the truth. What a complete joke this channel is. Now nah, I won't time you out. I'll just boot you from the channel. How's that? Now everything you ever uh, comment on is going to be hidden. <clears throat> I'm not going to let people troll and ruin the experience for everybody else. Insult people. You know what? We have a million subscribers. This is open to the public. We don't. We can afford to lose three or four morons. We don't care about them. We're about quality over quantity here. I've got hundreds and hundreds of really good intelligent people that watch every day and that's growing. I get rid of three or four morons forever. We don't even give it a second thought. In fact, done talking about it. Not giving them a second thought again. Yeah, the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center is a hate group. Now, Sound Mixer says something that is so important. One of the best comments I've seen. Sound mixers telling you to get out and vote. That's critical. Every vote counts. I can't say it enough. I wish Sound Mixer would have, would have, uh, would have um, uh, commented and put that a thousand times. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. Every vote counts. I wish Sound Mixer would have done that. I wish they would have, because you gotta vote. This is the thing. Voter turnout. Elections these days are razor thin. All right. They are razor, razor thin. They're decided by Donald Trump only won Florida by about 1%. A lot of people don't realize that. They look at his take of the electoral votes, but he only won Florida in the general election by about 1%. You know what changed that vote? You know why Donald Trump is president and Hillary Clinton isn't? Voter turnout. The get out the vote effort. Gotta get out and vote. You gotta get out and vote. <clears throat> you have to. All right, let's take some comments. Wow, there's a lot of them. I gotta go back up. All righty. John Zeeland says, CNN has dropped 23% total viewer average during prime time in comparison to the same week in 2017. Yeah, you know what's funny, man? That uh, uh, CNN is so uh, insecure and nervous about their TV ratings that they're putting out these stats about how well their websites are doing because their TV ratings are abysmal. They, uh, they've got like, no, it's terrible. It's really bad. On the left, Rachel Maddow is crushing them. Let's see what else we got. Let's see. A lot about Sweden. A lot about Sweden. Funny how the media didn't think Obama spoiled the jury with Trayvon could have been my son. Well, he didn't. Here's where you guys are going to flame me. I think George Zimmerman is a criminal. I think that guy is an accident waiting to happen. I think the jury got that one wrong. And a lot of conservatives flame me on that. <clears throat> and there are a lot of reasons why I believe the jury got that one wrong. I think George Zimmerman is a time bomb. And I think it's only a matter of time before that guy hurts somebody else, somebody innocent, maybe a woman. I just, it's coming. 
Something really wrong with that guy. Let's see. Sweden. A lot about Sweden. A lot about Sweden. I know. Sweden's in bad shape right now. Sweden is in really bad shape. I've got some friends who do a lot of business over there, and they go over, and it's such a beautiful place. And I had some friends from Sweden when I lived in New York where I grew up. Great people. Beautiful, beautiful women. (laughs) But really nice people. Perfect English. uh, Very cool. And I stay in touch with some of them. And, man, they're telling me how bad it is. Their government is really not letting the media get the story out. They're not letting them get the story out. Like the East Wind said, I'm reading The History of Jihad by Robert Spencer. It's a must read. Tracking Jihad over 400 years. Yeah, Robert is a a really interesting guy. I love having him on the show, chatting with him. He's a storehouse. If you don't know Robert Spencer's work, learn it. He's a storehouse of information on radical uh, Islam, Jihad, everything else. Uh, Let's see. Let's see what's going on here. See who else is commenting. Wow. Yep, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yep, everybody's saying the Southern Poverty Law Center is a hate group. They are. People need a place to vent. The news I'm speaking on is about to create an angry angry reaction. Give your team a break. Chill out on the purge of opinions. Nobody's purging opinions of Viable Ninja. I'm getting rid of trolls. Getting rid of trolls. I'm not going to deal with people saying that a 20-year-old should have been murdered because of a tweet. That's ignorant. It's moronic. I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of it. That's not venting. That's just stupidity. Yeah, the Southern Poverty Law Center, I think it's long past time for us to do a, uh, for us to do an in-depth expose on everybody involved with the Southern Poverty Law Center. And by us, I mean conservatives on the whole. For everybody involved with the Southern Poverty Law Center, I think it's long past time. They have a lot to say about everybody else, but nobody ever really looks into their backyard. Sound mixer says Zimmerman, George Zimmerman's own wife, called the police on him. Oh, yeah. And listen, I've spoken to the cops up in Orange County, Florida, up near Orlando, about two and a half hours, three hours north of where I am right now, where he was. And they thought he was a moron. Uh, This guy was a wannabe cop. He couldn't even pass neighborhood watch training. Conservative media made him out to be a hero. This guy is a powder cake. He is the worst poster child in the world for the Second Amendment movement. The absolute worst. The absolute worst. Uh, Arbitrary Jackal says the leftist message comes from a place of ignorance. Far too many idealist sheep. Nowhere near enough watchful wolves. Are we on the right or watchful wolves? But yes, many, many sheep among the masses. And that's why a group That's why a group like the Southern Poverty Law Center is able to proliferate, is able to grow, is able to have a voice. Yep. That is the, uh, that is the group. Let's see. Robert Spencer's film, Jihad in America, was on Frontline in 94. Uh, You know what? Could very well be. Could very well be. A couple of good friends of mine down here are very good friends with Robert. Uh, One of our editors here at The Rebel is very friendly with him. So like I said, I love having him on the show. I've gotten to know him. Good guy. Uh, and one of the few I trust. Uh, <laughs> audit the 17 trillion missing from the U.S. military budget. They're distorting our rhythm says, well, that's pretty impossible. It's factually untrue and pretty impossible because our total GDP is 18 trillion. 
our military doesn't have a $17 trillion budget. Unless you mean over the course of years and years and years, but even that would be pretty impossible. <clears throat> Where do we punch back from now on? Go back to the old fail models of conservatives turning the other cheek. Sean Wingfeld. We better not. We better not. I want to see Trump be the guy he was in 2015 in the primaries. I want to see Trump punching and punching hard. Trump needs to bang, 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 because if he doesn't, he's going to be taken out, toppled, not literally, violently. They're going to topple his presidency. They're going to impeach him or disgrace him or, or put so much pressure on his family, his young son, on his adult sons, that he's going to resign. Trump needs to punch back. He's the president of the United States. He's getting terrible, terrible advice with regards to the power of the presidency. And everybody goes, trust Trump, trust Trump. I do. Donald Trump is a fatal flaw. When he's loyal, he listens to people and he trusts the wrong people. Just look at Michael Cohen and Omarosa. So there are people around him that he's loyal to on a personal level that he likes who are telling him, don't be too tough. Don't take action. Who are those people? I don't know. Is it Jared and Ivanka? <clears throat> Is it General John Kelly? I don't know. But he's clearly getting bad advice. Hello from Ukraine. How are you? Long way. Greetings from Iran. Wow. Iran. Hangman John Ruth says Trump's going to take off the gloves soon. I hope so. The people in his corner causing problems. Yeah, they are. He needs to, uh, he needs to take those off and start punching really, really hard. Really, really hard. That's what he needs to do. That's what he needs to do. Because if he doesn't do it, they're going to they're gonna go after him. They're going to take him out. <clears throat> they're going to end this presidency. They're going to absolutely end this presidency. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Everybody's talking about Alex Jones. No reason for me to talk about Alex Jones. <clears throat> Alex Jones is on a different competing network. Alex Jones getting all the press in the world. I want to see Alex Jones reinstated, but my job isn't to advertise and market competitors. So I don't really know. I don't think you guys understand. Like, And I think Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist who spews a lot of nonsense. I don't listen to him. I don't believe in him. I don't trust him. So no, I'm not going to sit here and market for Alex Jones. Sorry. Kit Kat says, Trump's AG, Jeff Sessions is a swamp plant. Jeff Sessions is the worst, wor worst AG in history. Jean Marie S says, I thought you said Q was getting debunked, honey. Q was debunked. <laughs> He's been totally debunked. He didn't predict Cohen and Manafort. Q didn't predict anything. Q is totally debunked. We know who Q is, by the way. There's a whole thing coming out. Q was completely debunked. Jeff Sessions is doing nothing. He looks like a fool. And they're trying to topple Donald Trump. Q is completely fake. <laughs> Q's done. Done. Not my place to say who he is. Other people are doing the expose. I was just read into it. Not my job to steal their story. You're definitely going to want to read it when it comes out, though. You will. Not my job to steal other people's work. I don't do that. Desert Mav says, Q is a Star Trek character. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I don't ban people for not agreeing. I ban people for trolling and for wishing death on innocence or for making up stupid or just harassing the rest of the uh, people in the chat stream. 
Yeah. Q uh, is the most moronic concept I've ever experienced. It's so stupid. And anybody who's ever worked in this world or understands this world or analyzed this world looks at this Q nonsense and laughs at it and says, my God, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The absolute dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hangman John Root said, subscribe and hit that like button. Great show here every day. Thanks, John. Anytime, brother. <clears throat> Anytime. I love bringing you these shows. Love it. Absolutely love it. Does Q live in his mom's basement? We will soon find out. We are. <laughs> John Wingfield says, John Anon has the plan. Trust the plan. Yeah, my plan is to bring you the truth every day. Trust that plan. <clears throat> yeah, Jean Marie says, I'm late. I don't follow Q much. I was looking forward to the big reveal. There never was a big reveal. That's the problem. Q duped a lot of people. <laughs> Jumping Jack Flash is Q. Uh, it's not. Listen, soon enough, you guys are going to know who Q is and everything's going to be debunked. Not my story. Unkindness of Ravens donated. Thank you. This AM, you're praying for Trump to punch at the Republican rally. I agree. I agree. The answer says Chicago's going down another 50 shot. <clears throat> Chicago's a mess. An absolute mess. Uh, Sound Mixer says, is Q4 against us? I believe Q is controlled opposition who wants to make people dumber and it wants people to stop asking the right questions. Let's see. Uh, where can I be seen on TV in the evening? Not in the evening. I, I'm on Newsmax TV noon to three every day Eastern time. So uh, it's DirecTV, Dish, UVerse, Fios. Um, you can check my uh, Twitter for info on that. And uh, The Rebel and... Newsmax do some digital things together. And so it's all one big happy family. Let's see. Q is not. Jane Stanley says Q is giving us clues to follow with credible paper trails. No, they're not. Sorry. Nope. Fraser McBurney donated. Thank you, Fraser. Fire the top 10 people at the FBI and DOJ. Transfer the next 25 people out of the FBI and DOJ. Well, look. I like the new FBI number two, Dave Bowditch. He's really good. Give Christopher Ray a little time. I'm hearing, believe it or not, from agents I trust that Ray is, is doing some things. I'll give him a little more time. There are about 15 people at the top that, yeah, should be reshuffled. Should be sent elsewhere and not able to hang out every day. Chaz, 1422, so Southern Poverty Law Center receives offshore money. Yeah, I've heard that as well. <clears throat> they have a lot of money in their endowment. A lot of money. Uh, Gabriel Swift says, London is very quickly turning into Paris. The only thing saving the UK is the English Channel. It's a good point. It's a really good point. Under Sadiq Khan, though, I don't think it'll matter. He'll probably send boats for the savages. Chicago mayor requests November 2017 UN troops. No, that's not true. That's another conspiracy theory. Nobody ever did that. Another crazy conspiracy theory with the UN troops. Don't believe that. Don't believe it. Well, uh, Sean Wingfield says Dems will never support another Republican president. They've weaponized every avenue of public opinion. The liberal media is now their daily soap operas. Yeah, it's a great point. It's true. 
Very, very true. Very true. Ray was recommended by Rosenstein. Well, kind of, but again, I go on facts. I go on strong sources. People I trust inside the FBI said, give Ray another couple of months. He did fire Strzok, allowed Bowditch to do it. He did fire McCabe. So he's off to an okay start right now. Let's see what else he does. Let's see what else he does. Let's see. All right. If Chicago was a stock, I would buy now <laughs> or short it. I don't know why Trump didn't fire like presidents did before and fire the landscape. Oh, he did. I mean, they got rid of most of the White House people. It's just that Trump wasn't a political guy, right? He didn't have these decades of political experience and time. So he didn't have political staffers that worked for him for years to bring with him to the White House. And so he had to rely on people like Reince Priebus to tell him who to hire. And they gave him very bad advice. They gave him very bad advice. There was a time when people didn't even know how to turn the lights on in the White House because they never worked there. No other president had that problem. The answer says Black Americans starting to see how Trump is helping them and slowly turning Republican. They are. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Black approval of Trump is like 36%. It's unheard of. Black approval of Republicans was like at eight, six to 8% under Obama. Now it's at 36%. Uh, El Dorado says Trump's Black support has tripled. More than that. More than that, it's it's about quadrupled, maybe five times quintupled. Hangman John Ruth says, I think Sessions will be fired as soon as Mueller is over, either that or after the midterms. Got to win the midterms, got to get uh, Brett Kavanaugh confirmed because Jeff Sessions was a senator, his buddies in the Senate love him. They might screw around with Kavanaugh's confirmation if Sessions is fired too early, but he's got to go. He's got to go. He has got to go. Trump is new to Washington. Bible Ninja says he isn't in the corridors of career politicians inside and outside the alphabet agencies. Well, exactly. And that's really what the deep state is. It's not this conspiratorial thing. It's just the same people in the same jobs who all hung out together forever who don't like a disruption of the status quo. They want things to remain as things have always been. Trump upended all that. He disrupted all that. Dems are panicking. They need anchor baby votes for the long term. Yeah, that's true. It's another reason Dems want illegal immigration. They need votes. They have no platform. Nothing. They've got nothing. And when you've got nothing, you need something. <clears throat> well, Jane Stanley, this isn't true. The responsibility of Congress is to guide the new president to be the best, and this is not happening. No, it's not. Separate but equal branches of government. It's not Congress's job to guide the president to do anything. It's the president's job to run the executive. I don't want Congress guiding the president. They're all rhinos. God help us. <clears throat> Porky Prickly Pants says Jim Jordan for House Speaker. I could not agree more. I am Team Jordan over Team McCarthy all the way. NW46784 says, people don't even know thousand, <clears throat> thousands being deported back to El Salvador, MS-13. I wouldn't get as crazy. <clears throat> I wouldn't say thousands, but a lot. Jane Stanley, the media is not reporting on the 10,000 pedophiles. Well, the rings are not that big. 
they're out there, but this is not some organized pedophile. This whole pedophile thing is out of control. People don't even, again, they gratuitous pedophile, pedophile, pedophile. And Jane, I get your point. I'm not, this is not uh, directed at you. Don't use it as a political tool. I worked those cases. I dealt with the child victims. I don't like when people just throw that around to slander somebody because it sounds good. Pedophiles, pedo rings, pedophile. Don't do that. Do your re- make sure that who you're branding with that horrible label, that there's proof. All right, I investigated those cases. I put those guys in jail, but I dealt with the victims. You don't know how bad it is until you see that. And it really annoys me when people, pedo, 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 you're a pedo, pedo. You have no idea, many of you, what you're talking about and how bad it is. I just wish people would do their homework. I wish they would do their homework. I really do. Because there is no worse criminal than a true pedophile, than a serial pedophile. And when you've done what I had to do, which was safeguard the body of a raped and murdered nine-year-old so the crime scene could be processed, you've seen it up close. Not behind your keyboard saying, pedo, pedo, Pizzagate, pedo. No, when you're the only one on that roof and it's dark, with that raped and murdered little girl. Then you really understand the meaning of savage pedophilia. And it really infuriates me when all these keyboard cops and investigators are out there throwing around these terms to paint anybody they don't like. It's as disgraceful as what people are doing with this Molly Tibbetts kid. The crimes are heinous. And when you paint everybody with the brush, you start taking attention away from the real savages who are committing the crimes because it sounds good and you want retweets. Be responsible. Be responsible. Be targeted. Be strategic. That's how you win. That's how you win. You don't win by painting everybody with a brush or these silly theories that there was a pedophile ring in a pizzeria that didn't even have a basement. So silly, ridiculous, so ridiculous. Crazy, it's ridiculous. When you had a seven-year-old in the back of your patrol car asking her why her new daddy hurt her, the mom's second husband, and you got to try to explain it to the kid, come back and tell me you understand. And then go paint everybody with a broad brush. And again, I want you to be accurate. I want you to win. I want you to win. You don't win when you're the boy who cried wolf. You lose every single time. Sean Wingfield wants my buy. I was I was NYPD. Then I moved into the private sector. I, I developed a, uh, a tool that could track sex offenders, pedophiles, and terror fundraisers online. So I retired early, went into that world, worked alongside federal, state, and local law enforcement, and then uh, got into media. Uh, got out of that business in about 2010, 11 and moved right into media because a large media company was one of my clients. They offered me a radio show and here I am and did some intelligence work in there as well with some of this. And so that's my, uh, that's my background in a nutshell. Got all of them. Not all of us can be cops. You know, I wanted to be one, but my four herniated discs took me out of the running for the NYPD, of the NYPD. 
No, listen, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is just be smart. You don't have to have worked in law enforcement. I'm just saying, don't paint everybody with a brush because it's a term that you heard and you see that it's getting retweets and you think you're going to get retweets or your post shared. It's irresponsible. It's silly. And it makes you the boy who cried wolf and no one's going to listen anymore. And the real victims won't get justice. <clears throat> the real victims won't get justice. Yeah. Uh, no, at One Happy World, I am not in a green screen studio. This is a very real chair. These are all real. All real. No green screen. No green screen. I don't use green screen. Everything's real. <laughs> I don't know why it, the chair moves. How could that be green screen if the chair moves with me? Silly. <laughs> ah, now you see it. Everything in here is real. Everything. I am real. Look. See? I am real. All right, guys. It's been another great day with you. The hour flew by all too quickly. I will be back with you. 7.30 a.m. You know how that works. Tune in. Not sure we're going to be talking about it on the next show. We're going to figure out what's hot tonight, what's topical. I'll uh, put it up. I'll tweet it out. Rest assured, I am real. All this stuff is real. I'm not a green screen. I'm not a hologram. All right, guys. As always, thanks so much for watching. I'll see you next time. <laughs>